Hello, everyone. I'm your moderator for this podcast, Amanda Balby with Consultant360 Specialty Network. My guest today is Dr. Vicente Planeas, who is a professor in the Department of Pathology in the Division of Microbiology and Immunology at the University of Utah School of Medicine in Salt Lake City, Utah. He will be speaking about how specific vaccinations have been beneficial to our society and how misconceptions about vaccination are damaging the credibility of vaccines. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. Planeas. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Can you provide specific examples of cases where vaccines have been beneficial to our society? Every vaccine that we have available today has provided great benefits to our society, but I'm going to give you some examples that are specifically striking that I hope that people will keep in mind. For example, the case of the smallpox vaccine, people may realize now that we are not getting vaccinated against smallpox anymore. And the reason is that there was a very good campaign 20 years ago, and because smallpox is a virus that does not have an animal reservoir, once everyone in the world was cured or had eliminated this disease because they were vaccinated, once we had everybody cleared of this virus, the virus doesn't have a place to go. So we've eliminated this virus from the face of the earth. So nobody can get smallpox anymore. Smallpox was a very serious disease. It had a, an enormously high rate of transmission and a very high rate of mortality, and we've eliminated it. So diseases like polio, polio is another disease that does not have an animal reservoir. So in other words, if we could get everybody vaccinated, polio would be eradicated. And in fact, polio was predicted to be eliminated from the face of the earth about 15 years ago, and then there's been a resurgence in parts of the world due to lack of vaccination. And so we have not eliminated polio. Polio is still with us. The same principles that apply to smallpox and to polio do not apply to other viruses. For example, influenza is a virus that we all know. We have to get vaccinated every year because every year there's different strains or combinations of strains that infect the population. And we probably will never eliminate influenza because influenza has a, a natural animal reservoir in certain wild birds who actually don't get sick from the virus. So we know that we will not be able to eliminate this virus like we did smallpox and we may do polio sometimes. And actually, measles is the same case as polio. Measles is another virus that's a great candidate for elimination and because people have not been so good at vaccinating lately, measles is making a comeback. But we could very easily eliminate this virus from the face of the earth and never have measles again and not even have to worry about vaccinating. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Anyway, with influenza, we, we know that we cannot eliminate the virus, but we can fight the morbidity and the mortality that this virus causes, because when people are immune, even though you may not be completely immune, but you're somewhat 
you know, there's degrees of immunity, and so the vaccines are, are effective at providing you with a broad immunity that will make you resist the disease by a lot of the strains of, of influenza. So it's still a highly beneficial vaccine, even though it's not 100% efficacious. I also think about Ebola, and Ebola is another case of a virus where, unfortunately, we probably will not be able to eliminate the virus completely because it resides in wild animal populations. However, there is a vaccine being developed, so hopefully pretty soon we will have that and the people in Africa will be protected from this disease as long as they have a high rate of vaccination, of course. So there's many positives about vaccines that we have experienced over the years. And, you know, of course, there's been some negatives as well. So there's been vaccines that have been less efficacious. There's been vaccines where people have acquired the virus from the vaccine itself. So this is an early problem that happened with the oral polio vaccine. There was a very small, although significant, frequency of reversion of the um, attenuated virus. And some people actually contracted polio from the vaccine. You know, the thing is, we learned from that as a society, and we've learned to make more effective and more safe vaccines. And today we, we have the benefit of decades, not only decades of research, but decades in which millions of people have been vaccinated with many different vaccines. We have a lot of experience with the MMR, the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine that supposedly was linked to autism. And we haven't talked about this, but I'd like to bring it up if that's okay. So one of the reasons that people don't trust vaccines is because of the study by Andrew Wakefield in the late 90s where he published that there was a link between the MMR vaccine and autism spectrum diseases. This has been probably the most harmful scientific disclosure uh, probably of the entire 20th century. And I'd like to make it very clear here that since then, the paper has been retracted by the journal Lancet. The individual who published it, this had a huge conflict of interest because he worked for a company that was developing an alternative vaccine to the common vaccine. So the paper has been retracted, and this individual is not practicing medicine anymore. And the data in that paper has been absolutely refuted. However, people still take it into consideration. And, of course, people don't trust scientists. We have scientists like this. Of course, they undermine the... the, confidence of the public, for sure, yeah. So the link between autism and and the MMR vaccine has been directly investigated because of that report and because of the lack of confidence, and it's been shown that there is absolutely no link. So it's very important that people remember that there's a very strong body of scientific evidence that has refuted those findings. And that doesn't make it into the YouTube videos because... I think that for some people, it's easier to read 
the the provocative information, you know, supporting that there's obscure things about vaccines that are not being disclosed, and, you know, that's really not the case. Thank you again for joining me today and sharing your knowledge on this topic. My pleasure.